Rocking across the USA every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, celebrating 22 years of Positive Talk Radio. David Essel in the box with you, 1-800-548-8255. Hey, welcome aboard, and thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us here on a Saturday night. 1-800-548-8255, broadcasting live with Nathan and Trisha out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, broadcasting via XM Satellite Radio 246, streaming worldwide, talkdavid.com. For your friends that do not yet have their XM subscription, tell them to check us out at talkdavid.com. Uh, also, if you want to listen to the, I keep forgetting to tell you guys this, if you want to listen to the show live on your iPhone, any type of smartphone, Go to talkdavid.com, click on the XM logo, and just scroll down a little bit. Join our text club. When you join the text club, you'll be able to get a link sent to you. You can listen to the show live on your iPhone. Check it all out. And we are really proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. We love Premier Radio Network, as a matter of fact. We do. 1-800-548-8255. So what percentage of couples in the United States of America have affairs? Is it 10%? Is it 20%? Is it 40, 50, 60? Could it be up as high as 70% of couples in the United States have affairs? Are guys the bad guys? Are men the bad boys? Is it mainly men that cheat all the time? Are women catching up? Like years ago, if it was men, more men than women, are women now catching up? Is that part of women's, women's lib? Is that they get to cheat just as much as guys in a relationship? What causes people to cheat? Why do they cheat? Is it natural? Should we maybe just think it's okay uh, that monogamy is not what it's all cracked up to be? We've got a, an author coming on in just a moment. I'm very excited to talk to him, Dr. Scott Haltzman. The name of the book, The Secrets of Surviving Infidelity, former Brown University assistant professor. And the book is fascinating simply because of the fact of this, is that if you've ever been on either side of the affair... If you're the one that went out and had sex with someone outside of your relationship, or you're the one that had this done to them, it doesn't matter. Unless you're a psychopath, both equations suck. If you're the person who's cheated, and if you're not a psychopath, then that means you have a consciousness, and your consciousness is filled with guilt and shame. has to be. Either that or you're a psychopath. Um, and if you're the one that's been cheated upon, then you know that betrayal hurts to the core, to the bone, to the marrow. Let's find out what Dr. Scott has to say about this. Dr. Scott, welcome to the show. It's a, I'm really honored to be on your show, David. Thanks so much for inviting me. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. Is, is it natural? Now, let's get down to, like, you know, going back to the cavemen, which is still part of our brain, Dr. Scott, right? There's still this primal desire in everyone's brain that wants to do certain things. Is it natural to want to have sex outside of a relationship? Well, of course it's natural. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't know for sure how we're designed, but the odds are, since 95% of mammals and vertebrates are not monogamous, uh, and because infidelity has been part of relationships since biblical times um, and caveman time, it, it's probably not natural to have one partner that you stay with through the course of your life. But, but, but keep in mind, there's a lot of things that aren't naturally uh, or biologically that we're inclined to do. We're not biologically inclined to uh, carry, wear clothes and carry around money and... and uh, 
be courteous to people that we don't like very much. But we do all of those things because we're right. part of a culture. We're part of a community. If you were to to look at the percentage of people who cheat before you tell us what it is, the percentage of people in a, in a in a committed relationship who cheat, has the number and I don't want you to tell us what it is yet, but has the number increased dramatically over say the past 25 or 30 years? All right, here's what I can tell you without telling you any numbers, and that is that nobody really knows for sure. Yes. When I when I write the book, The Secrets of Surviving Infidelity, one of the great secrets is that nobody talks about infidelity. And it's very difficult for researchers to determine exactly what percentage of people do cheat. But the more opportunities there are, the greater the likelihood that infidelity will happen. And my own experience in my office is uh, we, we, uh, there's been two things that have changed dramatically. One is since the uh, since women's liberation, the introduction of women into the workplace, and secondarily, the uh, the advent of the internet and being able to communicate yes. with people over over uh, the computer. Yes. Well, we we hear all the time that Facebook. I mean, not to nail Facebook because I love Facebook, but you hear this all the time that Facebook, you know, reintroduces us to our high school sweetheart and look the hell out. You know what I mean? That's absolutely correct. When, you know, several people have written to my website saying uh, that they're they're convinced that Facebook was invented by the devil. <laughs> because right, there's, right. There's, there's no good that comes out of it from the point of view of reconnecting with people. And and you know you have this when when you were dating somebody in high school, uh, those or or even had a crush, those feelings were very intense, mm-hmm. and they don't they don't fade. I mean, they they kind of go back and into the into the recesses of your mind, but they're very intense feelings that can easily be stirred up. They can be very deceptive and very destructive to relationships. Right, right. And so then what percentage of couples cheat? Well, as I said, no one's sure, but right. the best literature tells us about now, about 40% of individuals will cheat. So okay. maybe about 25 or slightly more percentage of men, 15 slightly higher percentage of women over the course of a marriage. So about about one in, uh, you know, about uh, 40% or four in 10 yeah, marriages four in 10. will have had one member or the other cheat. And some estimates are up to 60% or higher. I mean, those, I mean, even at 40%, Dr. Scott, that's huge. It is. And the amazing thing is that people simply don't talk about it because yeah. it's because such incredible shame and, yes. and intense feelings of embarrassment and, and, and anger and frustration and, uh, and, and, and I'm not saying that everybody should go around talking about it, but people need to know that it may be happening to their neighbors, it may happen to them, and there is help. There are ways to recover from infidelity. We're talking with Dr. Scott Haltzman, author of the book, The Secrets of Surviving Infidelity. The number one reason in your practice that you see for people cheating equals what? I, I wish I could tell you there's a number one reason. I really can't. But and it would be attractive if I could, but I think it's a it's a constellation of issues. It's a combination of some type of need in combination with an opportunity, and the last part is the inability to suppress your impulses. And needs can be needs can be sex, needs can be uh, uh, to feel wanted or needed yes. or powerful, but uh, there's no one thing that will cause an affair, which is why there's no one way to fix an affair when it happens. 
Now, I, I don't know. I have not written a book as you have on this topic, but in our practice of working with couples where there has been an affair, Dr. Scott, you know what we've found the number one cause is, is resentments. Well, I think is, that's the number one cause for, for, for the dissolution of marriage. I yes. mean, and, 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 and I think when resentment happens, it's very difficult to move away from that. I agree 100%. Uh, but not everybody that develops resentment will choose to have an affair. They, they may choose true. a divorce. Uh, yes. They may choose to separate out emotionally from their spouse. Uh, because, you know, and this is one of the points that I make in my book, is that a lot of people in relatively good marriages end up having affairs. Sure. Uh, and they just, because they find themselves in situations, it could be a weekend away, it could be ha- making that connection on Facebook and having it develop over time, and they may think their, their relationship with their spouse is fine. But now there's this appeal of this other person that seems so intriguing and interesting, and, uh, and, and then it feeds in to your, your, your relationship and makes your relationship seem bad in comparison. And so there's right. a downward spiral that happens in that way sometimes. You know, you mentioned, too, um, as, as we're going to go on and talk, we're going to go to a break in a minute, but I want to talk about, like, how do we know if an affair is going to be a one-time thing, if it's mm-hmm. worth fighting for the relationship, or if this could be an addiction that's being played out. And we're going to talk with Dr. Scott Haltzman more about all of those things when we come back. The name of the book, Secrets, The Secrets of Surviving Infidelity. His website, drscott.com, drscott.com. Check it out. Dr. Scott Haltzman will be back after these messages. You're tuned in to America's Positive Radio Talk Show, here to help you move in your life in the direction that you so want. Is it to be more honest? Is it to be more loving? Is it to be more kind? What are you looking for? Is it to recover from an affair? More answers coming up in a minute. Our website, talkdavid.com. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Is an apology enough to come back from an affair with? Is it enough just to say, you know what, honey, I'm so sorry I did that? Is it enough? Do we need something more? We're talking with Dr. Scott Holtzman, who is the expert in this arena, the author of the book, The Secrets of Surviving Infidelity. Dr. Scott, what about that question? Coming back and saying to your partner, you know what, I'm really sorry. Is that enough? Should 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 they be taken back into the fold just with an apology? It's natural to, to look for resolution from uh, an affair by asking for an apology, but I think that I think that the partner who's been cheated on deserves more than a "Hey, I'm sorry. Can we get back on track now?" Uh, it, uh, an apology really is a it's a process, and the first part of that process is taking accountability for all the ways in which you've hurt your partner, and 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 so that means you've got to to really pay attention to what you've done. It's not just, I went out and had sex with somebody else. Um, it's, I took time away from the family, or I lied to you, uh, I dishonored you, I broke our contract. I mean, there are so many ways in which you have hurt your partner that an apology really can't begin until you make clear what those things were. And then, of course, it, you know, it takes a process of, of, 
of asking for forgiveness, of making retribution, and then putting together a plan to make sure that an affair won't happen again. If, if, if someone says to their partner, why? Why did you do it? I've been doing yeah. all of these dances in bed for you. I've been cooking for you, or I've been out making the money for you. Why? And, and, the, and, and is it possible on a conscious level that the person that cheated may not know why? I think it is conscious. I think the, the, the question of why, when we talk about what we do as, as in relationships, I, I don't really think that we, we necessarily understand why. We can say the why of today. You know, people will say, for instance, well, uh, I got married to this person uh, 30 years ago because we were young and we were dumb. But if I had asked you 30 years ago why you were getting married, you'd say it was because I'm madly in love. Uh, right. People's whys change over time, which is, I think it's more important to be accountable for your actions and to change your behavior. You know what I love about your, your, your work, David, is the focus is always on tools, you know, things mm-hmm. that, that you can use. And, and I feel very much the same way, that, that if you can use the tools to move forward, uh, then both partners end up feeling comfortable that some real change is happening. And how do we rebuild trust? How is it that the partner that, that, that stayed at home, that did not stray, how is it that they could ask their partner to do certain things? What are those certain things that would be normal for them to ask their partner who yeah. did stray to do to rebuild that trust? Right, right. And this is, you know, this is where when you ask about an apology, I've heard people say, well, I apologize, but uh, I'm still going to keep all my... Uh, I'm still going to keep all my friends on Facebook. I'm still going to keep a private cell phone, etc. Okay. So okay. let me describe what, the, what, what steps you need to take. The first is, and, and this may seem obvious, but you, you need to end the relationship with the person right. that you're having an affair right. with. And people will say, well, they didn't do anything to me. Why should I, why should I just drop them? That's rude. Well, <laughs> the rudeness was to your spouse. It, right. And so the first is to, to, to drop that partner. The second is to end all of the communication that you're having with that person. That yes. means drop them from your Facebook, you know, block them on your cell phone, and to the extent possible, that may actually include having to change your shift at work, uh, having to change where you work. I mean, there are lots of changes that may have to happen as a result of the fact that you had an affair with someone. The third part is to really maintain open uh, communication. I call it a, a transparent relationship with your spouse or a see-through marriage. And that is no more secret phone calls. Everybody knows everybody else's passwords. No, more, no secret bank accounts. At this point, everything right. has to be open. And the last part is to really begin to talk about the events of the affair without, uh, you know, without hiding, without protecting. It's a do-ask, do-tell policy. We have about three and a half minutes left. Dr. Scott Holtzman is my guest right now. The name of the book, The Secrets of Surviving Infidelity. His website, drscott.com, drscott.com. When we look at this whole thing with having an affair, is is it unacceptable to think that the person who was cheated on could say to their partner, I really want you to check in throughout the day. I want to hear from you every hour and a half or two hours. Would that be too much of a control move, or would that help them to feel secure and rebuild trust? What, what, do, you, what do you stand on that kind of accountability? I think that, that, look, once the person has had an affair and really wants to get back in the marriage and gets back in the good graces of, of his or her spouse, you really have to do practically anything 
that your spouse demands of you. But there's like a reaches, there reaches a certain point, of course, where it becomes untenable. I mean, uh, uh, but you know what? If, if my spouse, uh, if, if one spouse says to another, uh, I want to be able to track you with GPS, uh, go ahead, track me. You know, yeah. I have nothing to hide. The real issue is when the spouse says, no, you can't do these things, um, then, then you have to ask why. Why can't I see your cell phone? Why can't I read your emails? And then it raises the question of, uh, of can I trust you? Because ultimately, David, it boils down to reestablishing trust. And the trust has been lost once an affair happens. So if that means calling on a cell phone every two hours, that's okay. But the problem mm-hmm. is, if I'm in the middle of a traffic jam, if I can't get to my phone, and I don't call you in two hours, and I, I call you two hours in ten minutes, and you're having a fit, right? you know, I think there has to be some back and forth in those types of things. So one and partner you know has Dr. to be willing to share. Yeah, and Dr. The other Scott, has to be willing to forgive. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, there, there's this really cool, I think it's a cool feature. Some of my listeners would say, please don't say that because my partner's going to hear it. But there's this really cool feature you can put on a cell phone where, and you connect it with your partner's cell phone and you always can see where they are. Right. <laughs> it's a Jeep, you know, right? right? Like that is such a trip. So you can see if they say I'm at the office, but they're down at the mall, <laughs> you know, like, like their cover's blown. <laughs> exactly. And the, the bottom line is once an affair has happened, there's no more cover. It's a hundred percent open, and the, each partner has to be, you know, willing to work together on that. I'm a big believer that one person alone can do a tremendous amount to save marriage, but when an affair has happened, it takes two people to rebuild it. Yeah, I love what you just said. I love what you just said that that both people have to be transparent in the marriage, and and that's the type of marriage where I'm sure there would be less of a chance of an affair if they started out that way, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, but the reality is most, you know, most people lie about little things here and there. They don't tell their partners everything. And sometimes that's okay. Uh, I don't want to know what my wife spent for that dress. You know, and she doesn't necessarily want to know that I stopped at McDonald's and got a, uh, you know, an ice cream cone before I came home. But right. once an affair has happened, um, I think all that changes. And really, the transparency, the see-through marriage is absolutely essential. 30 seconds left. How do you know if what your partner experiences is a form of sex or sexual addiction versus just an affair and they're ready to heal? I know we don't have a lot of time, but I want to get your feeling on the sex addiction part. Well, remember that sex addiction is an addiction to sex. So you're looking for the orgasm and you're looking for it anywhere. Uh, it could be with a prostitute or it could be with a, a next-door neighbor. Uh, what, my, what I talk about in the book, The Secrets of Surviving Infidelity, is what I call a flame addiction. When you have an affair, you're really attracted to the, 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 the wonderful feelings, almost like when you first fell in love. And right. that's natural to every relationship and every affair, but it can be overcome. Love it. It's drscott.com is the website, drscott.com. Check it out in the book, The Secrets of Surviving Infidelity. Dr. Scott, you rock. I had a great time with you tonight, and I'd like to do more with you in the future. I'm right here, David. Thank you. All right, you're welcome. 1-800-548-8255. You have a thought, you have a question. Have you been through an affair? Have you experienced it? Call me, 1-800-548-8255. Were you on the side that cheated? Were you on the side that stayed at home and you were the good girl or boy? 1-800-548-8255. Did you stay? Did you leave? Did it work? Did it not? I'm David Essel, TalkDavid.com. Don't you worry, don't you worry, child. 
David S. on the box with you. Hey, have you ever cheated in a marriage? And did, were you able to save the marriage or the relationship? Were you the one cheated on? Were you the cheater? Did you guys work it out? 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. Did you get kicked out after cheating? Do you know why you cheated? Did you know why your partner cheated? 1-800-548-8255. Um, if you did, if you were in a relationship where... Someone cheated. Would you try to save the relationship or would you say it's not worth it? What do you think? 1-800-548-8255. It blew my mind. Dr. Scott Haltzman was just telling us 40% of individuals in marriages will cheat over their lifetime. That blows my mind. It really, really does. 1-800-548-8255. What do you think about this cheating stuff? If you want to text us, we're already getting texts in, 941 Two six six seven six seven six nine four one two six six seven six seven six. A gym. This is mind blowing, but I know where Jim's going with this. Uh, I cheated four times on the same person. Now I know a lot of people are sitting there thinking, "What a moron!" Or why the hell did that girl stay with him? Right? Assuming it was a girl. Uh, I cheated four times. I never changed until I was cheated on. And I'm going to tell you a personal story myself. Call me. What do you think about this cheating stuff? Have you cheated in the past? Did you save the relationship or did you leave? Did you get kicked out? If you were in a relationship or if you are in a relationship right now, do you have like this deal killer motto that if you cheated or they cheated, the relationship is totally over, not a chance to save it? What do you think about that? Do you think any relationship can be saved if someone has cheated, if they're sincere about changing? 1-800-548-8255. Um, if you did cheat, why? Were you were you just pissed off at your partner? Uh, did you just feel that it was a one-time thing and it was just this fling it just happened to happen but you wouldn't do it again i want to know you can change your name you can muffle your voice you can put a tissue over the phone so we don't know who you are but let's talk about this the texts are coming jim i know i understand jim cheated four times he never changed until he was cheated on i totally get that what about you 1-800-548-8255 i i will tell you in my experience now it has been a very very long time ago that I had an affair in a relationship, but I understand, Jim, because the same thing happened to me. In my younger years, I would stray, not in every relationship, but in several relationships I was in, I would stray, I would have sex outside of the relationship, and it wasn't until I was cheated on that I stopped everything for good. Jim, I totally get you. I totally understand that. It's like when I felt the pain. Now, this is this is immature, absolutely an immature response, but it worked for me <laughs> in, in, in a good way. It worked for me. When I felt the pain of my partner sleeping with someone else, I stopped it forever, and that was a very long time ago. I made a decision on that day that I would not do that again, that if the relationship was that crappy, I would leave it before having an affair with someone. It was it. 
It happened. And so, so Jim, I'm totally game. One, a call me about this. Have you cheated? If you were in a relationship and your partner cheated, would you give it a shot to save it or would you not? 1-800-548-8255. Margaret uh, walked into my husband in bed with a neighbor. Oh, my God, right? You're thinking, oh, my God, it's our next-door neighbor and my husband's in bed with her. Listen to this. We survived that and now for the 20, for the last 20 years, we have created the love of our life. Have you been in a relationship like Margaret where there was an affair and you used it as a springboard to create deep, open, honest love? 1-800-548-8255. The text, 941-266-7676. 941-266-7676. This, and, and, and you know, listen. 40% of us are going to cheat. 40%. Dr. Scott was just telling us this, this statistic. 40%. 25% men, 15% women will cheat in the lifetime of an affair, of a relationship. That's like, that number seems so high. Would it be worth saving a relationship? If you're in a relationship right now, would, do you think you'd fight for it? If you or your partner cheated, do you think that if it was you who cheated, would you be humble enough to do whatever it took for as long as it took to save the marriage? Do you think you could do that or save the relationship? If your partner cheated and came back to you and was really humble and honest and open about why they think they cheated and asked for forgiveness and said they'll do anything to make it up to you, would you try to save the marriage or the relationship? Or are you the type of person that says, you know what, if you cheat on me once, you're gone. You're out of here. I don't have any time for this. 1-800-548-8255. Kim, I left my husband. Okay, this is the brutal. This is the brutal side of an affair. I left my husband one day after his affair. I would never, ever stay with anyone once they did it. Do you agree with Kim that if your partner had an affair, you would be automatically gone? Or do you agree with Margaret? That even though she walked in on her husband, they worked it out, they survived, and 20 years later, they have the love of their lives. Which side of the fence are you on? 1-800, the texts are flying. We want to hear from you. 1-800-548-8255. Is that the deal killer? I don't care how sincere you are. I don't care how sorry you are. I don't care how many gifts you'll buy me. I don't care what you'll do for me. If you have an affair, I am gone. Do you take that hard bottom line? Do you take that line of, you know what, that's the thing I'm never, ever, ever going to put up with? Which would be Kim. Kim left her husband one day after the affair. That's it. Shut the door. You're out of here. Or would you be like Margaret, who worked her tail off with her husband to save the marriage and 20 years later they have the love of their life? one 800 548 8255-800-548-8255. Carrie says, it totally depends on my husband's response. If he's willing, now this is great, if he's willing to buy me anything I want, to be totally 100% accountable, to have the GPS put on his phone, as you had just referred to a little while ago, I would take him back. I love it. Carrie, this is adorable. If he'll buy me anything I want, 
if he agrees to be 100% accountable and has the GPS put on his phone, she would take him back. Do you agree with Carrie that if your partner cheated, but they would buy you anything you wanted, they would do anything you tell them in order to rebuild the trust? That's what she's saying when she's talking about being accountable. Would you take that partner back and put a GPS on their phone? Would you do that? Would you say, you know, that's enough. Okay, if you're going to do all that, you're going to buy me anything I want. You're going to be 100% accountable and put a GPS on my on your phone so I know where you are 24-7. I'll take you back. Would that be enough? America speaks via text. I was talking to Nathan off the air and saying it's amazing. Like, I'm not a texter. I really am not. My partner, I text, and that's about it. However, America loves to text. We get so many texts in, and I'm sharing a bu- I'm not even sharing all of them on the air. If you want to email us, it's talkdavid at AOL.com about this topic. I absolutely love this topic because we've worked with it. When I come back from this break, I'm going to tell you about a couple that I worked with, one of many who survived the affair and went on, just like Margaret, to build a love relationship they never thought was possible. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-TALK. We'll try to get to all your emails and all your texts regarding this topic. We're going to work our tail off to get all of your comments out there. We would love to hear from you on the air. 1-800-548-8255. Rockin' America for the past 22 years. Helping you to create the life you've always wanted, to overcome challenges, and to, in this case, find and save and keep that deep love. TalkDavid.com is the website. Stay right there. Come and get it, baby. 1-800-548-8255. Talking about affairs, overcoming affairs. Would you would you stay in a relationship? Would you try to save one if your partner cheated? Did you cheat? Would you do whatever it took to get them back? 1-800-548-8255. Let's go to Joshua in Minnesota. You're on with David Essel. Hey, Dave. Uh, I love the bumper music, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, and that's kudos to Nathan. He kicks butt in the studio for us. Um, so what's your thoughts on this whole affair stuff? Well, I think that you have to see that there are different levels of cheating. It's not just black and white. Um, you know, I have a cute story where my wife uh, called me all guilty. She accidentally said, I love you to a caller at work. And he said he loved her back. And I <laughs> I think uh, that was just a testament to how we always end our phone calls that way. And he probably did with his wife, too. And the two of them felt guilty for it. And I thought it was very cute. Yes. But um, if, if it's premeditated cheating, where someone was behind your back, carrying on a relationship with someone, you come home to the neighbor, so to speak. Uh, that's unforgivable. But mm. let's mm. say chemical induced, she 
spur of the moment at a party while drunk, and very the second she realized what went on, she confessed and apologized and showed remorse. And you can tell your spouse whether it's genuine or not. I think then you have an obligation to forgive them. But once somebody does some premeditated cheating and the trust is gone, there is absolutely no possible way that could ever be repaired. And at that point, you have to make the decision, do I love them more then it's important for me to trust them. So what you're saying, Joshua, is it's if someone creates a relationship, and I'm going to call it, it starts out as an emotional affair. It starts yeah. out where where that, you know, they, they have this little flirtation going on, and let's stereotypically say it's in the workplace. And they, they go in every day, and they, they wink, and then they have coffee, and then they go to lunch, and it's this ongoing thing that they do not, ever want their partner to follow and to find out about, right? It's this, there's been no sex, but there's this huge buildup. And you're saying that if someone does that and then they have sex with that person, that is unforgivable. Yes, that's a premeditated relationship. I'm hiding it from you. So not only am I cheating on you, but I'm lying to you. You know, I'm going behind your back and, and, and the olden words making you a cuckold, you know, right. it's just right unforgivable but you know an accident under the influence immediate remorse confession hands and knees forgive me i don't think you've actually lost your trust at that point i think you can you can work through that joshua have you and your wife ever experienced an affair no i mean uh like i said the worst we ever had was her and that guy (laughs) on the phone where she was accidentally you know said that she loved him and i knew that love me that love you was actually for me because that's uh-huh. just you know the habit that we've developed so yeah. no yeah. we're, we're yeah, good yeah. but i'm just saying if in my situation i think that uh, unless it was a blatant disregard for me i i think that you have to hold true to your vows and work your way through it oh, joshua i'm so glad you called thank you so much my man all right you too dave okay bye-bye now one eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. One eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. Is there a forgivable or an unforgivable affair in your mind? Timmy just wrote in saying, even with alcohol involved, to me that sounds like giving someone an out for having sex with someone else. I would not accept that either. Would you accept it? Like Joshua was just saying the two examples that he gave is that, you know, if someone gets drunk and they have sex with someone, they come back and say they're really sorry. Is that acceptable to you? But then he said that if it was premeditated and it had been ongoing, that would not be acceptable. Is there such thing as an acceptable affair to you? 1-800-548-8255. Are you in a relationship that has survived an affair? I would love to hear from you. 1-800-548-8255. Would you do whatever it took to save your marriage from an affair? Would you do whatever it took? Would you try to save it because you love? Could you love someone so much? And maybe you're doing that right now. Do you love your partner so much that you'd be willing to say to me right now, that if my partner had an affair, I would try to work on the marriage? 1-800 or the relationship. 1-800-548-8255. Samantha just texted us in. Samantha said, there's no way in the relationship I've been in, we are not married, 
for the past seven years that either of us could tolerate that, period. I don't think the trust could ever truly be built back. But I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to tell you why. In the 25 years now that I have worked with couples trying to overcome or succeeding in overcoming an affair, we have on average about a 50% success rate. Now, that might seem low, but it's actually quite high, and I'll tell you why. In the 50% success rate that we have, it's some of the most brutal cases. It's people not knowing if they can make a decision between their lover and their partner. Being on the fence for months. I We have worked with couples where they've been on the – one of them has been on the fence for months, at home, still at home with their partner, their married partner, and still having the affair with their lover. And everyone knowing it's going on and everyone hanging in there. And then at the end of months of working with me, then making a decision to save the marriage. And what is it? Ten years later, this one couple I'm thinking about, ten years later, more in love than they could have ever imagined, just like Margaret. Call me, 1-800-548-8255. Could you do that? Would you be willing to do whatever it took for as long as it took? Here, Here's, okay, the Terry just t- Terry, a girl, T-E-R-R-I, just texted us in and saying, I went through the same thing with my lover. We saved our relationship after he couldn't decide between me and another woman. Eight months later, he came back to me, and we've been together for the last four years, deeper in love than before. This is what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. This is what I'm saying. It, it, it is so hard. Now, I'm in the situation of helping people, right? But I will tell you right now that if this happened to me, if my partner had an affair, I would struggle like hell to try to make the decision, is she truly remorseful? And does she really want to make this work? And will she never do that again if it was on her side, right? That would be really hard. Barbara. Just texted us in saying, okay, Barbara even put, she goes, I'm from Santa Barbara, California. Please mention that. (laughs) There you go, Barbara from Santa Barbara, California. My husband cheated on me 30 years ago. He came in the next day with $10,000 in cash and roses, told me everything that happened and why it happened. And here's the surprising part of this, David. A good part of the reason he cheated was because I was mad at him and cut him off for sex for six months. All women need to wake up. If you're cutting your husband off of sex for any anger you have at him, he's going to cheat. Our affair has led to something else, a beautiful love relationship. That is incredible. Santa Barbara, California. I love that text. 1-800-548-8255. We don't know the answer to this question. You may have been cheated on. You may have saved the marriage. You may have been cheated on, and you may have left too early. You may have thrown in the towel way before you found out that you could have had an incredible relationship. If we can ever help you make that decision or help you recover from an affair, contact us at talkdavid.com. I, I was, I was quoted in a newspaper not too long ago saying that this is one of my favorite, one of my favorite, uh, client base to work with is where there's been either an emotional affair, which is just as damaging as a physical affair. As a matter of fact, if you go to YouTube, and Google my name, David Essel. Go to YouTube and in the search box, put David Essel slash emotional affair. We have free videos up there that you can watch to show you how powerful this is, how incredible this is, that you can 
you can actually be healed from an emotional or physical affair. But an emotional affair in our word is just as damaging as a physical affair. And then the emotional affair is having coffee with someone behind your lover's back, having lunch with them, flirting with them, texting them, emailing them, breaking trust, brutal betrayal emotionally is just as damaging as physically. I know this to be true. So if you're screwing around with someone at work or in the neighborhood or your daughter's soccer team, knock it off. Or leave the relationship. Seriously, emotional affairs are just as damaging as as physical. It's a form of betrayal. Knock it out. Knock it off. (laughs) Get back to loving your partner, damn it. And go get help from a professional so you can get back on track. TalkDavid.com is the website. Nick Walenda, the high wire walker coming up. I'm David Essel. Stay there.